Saw six. I just did the lip smack thing. God damn it. <laughs> the hell is wrong with me? I swear I don't do that in real life. Have you ever in real life heard me do that? I, I don't have a direct line from your mouth to my ears why would in normal I, life. Why, so. I, I'm confident that I don't do that in real life. Why <laughs> the moment that I sit down here do I start going, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, man. So we just did Saw 6. We did. Uh, I just did it. Yeah. God damn it. Just move past <laughs> it. Move past it. I can't. It's annoying enough that they have to hear it. <laughs> they don't need you to talk about it every single damn. time. They so. also experienced it <laughs> so. and are also pissed off at you. God. Uh, so we just did Saw 6. And so the very first thing for me, and I think about this all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think about this scene specifically. Like I, I very faintly remembered any of the Saw movies, but I remember the scene where the, the kind of chubby dude, which here's a tangent. Okay. I am way fatter than every fat dude on TV. Like the mm-hmm. the average fat dude on TV is not that Kevin fat. James. Is not that fat relative to the human population. Um yes, average fat guy, yes. And it kills me because I think I think part of it is the fact that it's true like the camera adds x amount of pounds. Yeah. But I see somebody on TV and I'm like, "Oh, the fat guy." And I realize they're like a hundred pounds less than I am, mm-hmm. and it's sad. Yeah, we're fat. <laughs> the end. thanks for bringing that up You're again. <laughs> so anyway, we're talk about sleep apnea again. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. So how about my medical stockings? <laughs> so anyway, so I think about the the opening scene where the really not that fat guy in real mm-hmm. life. But fat guy in the movie is right. cutting his stomach off. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the reason that I think about this frequently is because we like to think of ourselves. And I'll speak for myself. Uh-huh. I like to think that in that situation, like, hell yeah, I'd cut my stomach off. Yeah. Or in a 127 hour situation, like, hell yeah, I'd cut my arm off. <laughs> yeah. But then I get like the flu or a splinter and i realize <laughs> how much of a pussy i am yeah and there is no way that any of that can happen every single one of these i see well uh i guess i just wait 60 seconds to die because <laughs> there's, there's no, zero chance i'm digging out my eyeball to get a key to no, live it would never happen but nope but, but at the same time like i'm watching it and i'm like come on you pussy just cut your arm off yeah duh it's very easy. Of course. Where's your just, sense of self-preservation? Yeah. All it's going to take is stick your arm in the saw blade yeah, and you will be fine. It. Duh. Give but, out, give half of your blood but, and it'll be fine. But there is no way. I turn into the biggest pussy anytime anything is wrong with me. Yeah. Uh, Same here. I broke my pinky at work. That sounds like it sucks. So I like tripped over something and I broke my pinky. <laughs> That's ex- so, um, I that is exactly how I imagined it happened, having never known the story. So my three hundred pound body <laughs> versus my pinky just folded it back completely. Something I had to give. <laughs> so it folded it completely back to my palm. And in hindsight, I'm pretty proud of myself for the way I reacted. Like I was very calm. I think it was a lot of the adrenaline going and things. Yeah. So I called my wife and I was like, Hey, definitely broke my finger. I'm driving myself to the hospital right now. Um 
just so you know. So she's a supportive wife. She showed up. Yeah. And, but she also, there was a high degree of mockery going on simultaneously because yes, I was in pain, but everybody was aware, like, this is my pinky. Like yeah. there's it's nothing. N- there's it's no- not like you have cancer. There's nothing at you- stake right now. <laughs> yeah. So, so they're mm, like, steak. so they had to, so because I broke my hand, like my ring finger went back a whole bunch also. Mm-hmm. They had to cut off my my wedding ring. Okay? Yeah. So they're cutting off my wedding ring. So they're like yanking my pinky finger around and moving mm-hmm. it around, which is very hurty. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it's broken at this point. Like, it's very obvious that it's broken. Mm-hmm. But my wife is just sitting beside me laughing because, <laughs> because there's no, like, real harm here. It's just pain. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that sucked <laughs> in a big way. <laughs> Fun fact, mm-hmm. that was the second wedding ring that I've lost. I've not replaced it since. Um, yeah, there's which no is, ring on that finger. Which is a little sad. Beyonce would be disappointed. The, uh, I don't know what that means. Never mind. Okay, so no more no more topical or cool quotes because I don't get them. Um, <laughs> Sorry. That, that's, the second, that's the second wedding ring that I've replaced or that I've lost. Yeah. I haven't replaced it yet. The first wedding ring that I lost... How quick could I lose a wedding ring? I mean, probably almost instantaneously, but I'm going to say first month. On the honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> On the honeymoon, I lost our my wedding ring. So, we went we went on a cruise and we went scuba diving. Uh, no, I'm sorry. We went snorkeling. Okay. And we got out of the water. And Just it was the pussy version of, of scuba diving. That's definitely the pussy version of it's scuba like, <laughs> That's the, you know what, I'm just going to dip my toes in version of scuba diving. That being said, I thought it was super cool, all right? So, and you know why it was super cool? So we went to Nassau in the Bahamas, mm-hmm. and it was beautiful, it was lovely. We went on like a horse carriage ride and things like that. But there were locals that lived there. Same thing with Jamaica. We went a few years later. Did a cannibal holocaust break out? No, there wasn't. Okay. Um, but there were locals who who make the, their, their livelihood. The reason that they can live is based off the tourism. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to sell you shells and they're like have a lizard that they put on your shoulder. And then they want you to give them $10 for taking a picture with the lizard. Yeah. They try to sell you this garbage. They try to braid your hair, right? And it sounds terrible. I'm well aware of how terrible it sounds. Mm-hmm. But they ruin it. <laughs> like, as beautiful as the island is, they ruin it. So where I lost this wedding ring was this, like... You were shoving down a native? Like, Get away <laughs> from me! Pushing him away. <laughs> yeah. Their child that was in... Just... Just... Their... You look poor. I'm they're, on my honeymoon. I don't want you near they're, me. They're a famished child. Yeah. This is just a skin and bones. Just I was like pushing away. Sally Struthers next to him. <laughs> I don't know who Sally Struthers is. You, how do you not know who Sally Struthers is? I don't know. Just keep going. I can't keep explaining all this shit to you. <laughs> the whole point of this podcast is I explain shit to you. Why can't I learn anything here? Okay. It's a two-way street. You learn about horror and I learn about <laughs> about Sally Struthers. Sally Struth things from women in their forties. I think that's like your demographic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Sally Struthers in the sixties, seventies was on a sitcom called uh All in the Family. 
and then that's where she like became famous and then like in the 90s she did those like uh famine in africa commercials for like only a dollar a day mm-hmm. so that was the joke thank you for making me explain that joke i'm sure the audience loved it <laughs> my mom's dying <laughs> <laughs> You just said that sentence and made me laugh. <laughs> You're Thanks. welcome. You're welcome. That's how horrible of a person you are. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. So anyway, so this island, however, was better than any of these mm-hmm. because it's a it's an island that the that the cruise line owned. Okay. So it was. So they can keep those filthy natives away. Yeah. Just. It's, I'm well aware here, of how. Take t- these blankets. It'll keep you warm. All right. No one go on the island for like two well, weeks. I'm well aware of how terrible this sounds. Okay. <laughs> But so it was a quote unquote fake island, meaning nobody actually lived there. The cruise line owned it. So they we just showed up and there were just thousands of like lounge chairs around and there were like five or six different like sheds that they just opened up. And then there was just like all of the barbecue food you could eat ever that you can take whatever you want right does sound like paradise um so it it was really fantastic and i'm well aware of how terrible this is but anyway we we went scuba diving there and scuba diving came out and my wedding ring is brand new so i keep fiddling with it Mm -hmm. so i get out and i go to fiddle with it and i realize it's not there (laughs) it's so between the fact that it's new i probably got it a size bigger than i should have and being in the water, which is a little cold, like my body constricted a little bit, flailing my arms around awkwardly, no wedding ring. Okay. Trying to so, fight the urge to naturally float. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a, it's hard to find that fight that buoyancy, man. Right. Like so anyway, so I get out. Uh, we get out, and I first thing I do is I look at my wife's wedding ring to make sure hers is there, because like the difference between my hundred dollar ring yeah. and her like two thousand dollar ring. It's kind of substantial. It's like $1,900. So I look, she's still got her ring, and I look at her, and I'm like, all right, this is obviously more important to her than it is me, because mm-hmm. she has the vagina. She's a girl. Okay. So I look at her, I'm like, okay, just so you know, we can fix this. It's okay. But I lost my wedding ring. And she looks at me. And of course she doesn't believe me, because that's exactly the bullshit lie that I would make up. Yeah, because you're an asshole. Because, but... So I think it took her a few seconds that you could see in my face, like not joking. So she immediately starts crying. Like we're on our honeymoon <laughs> on as close to paradise as you could ever imagine. And she's just crying because I lost my wedding ring. And I'm like, it's not that big of a deal. It's a hundred dollars. It's okay. We will, we can replace it. It's fine. And she's just like, we're not married. We're not married anymore. You lost my wife. So I replaced it. I really it. hope your wife doesn't listen to these. <laughs> she doesn't. Why would she want to do this? She could listen to me talk. She gets so annoyed when I even try to describe her anything that happens. She's like, if I wanted to hear you and Justin, I would just come downstairs with you guys when you're recording it. Why do I want to hear about your stuff? I get so proud about the videos that I'm making for Cohen over Cohen and I show her and she's just like, really, we have to pay for a, a mermaid costume for him. <laughs> just, just so annoyed. Oh. Um, I don't know why this we're talking about this on the soft six thing. It's, this is what this podcast is. 
<laughs> so anyway. So Saw 6 happened. Saw 6. Justin, thoughts on Saw 6? Um, This is my least favorite one so far. This is my least favorite one so far. <laughs> like, I agree 100% on that. <laughs> Keep going and I'll see if, if what I, else I have to agree with you with. Uh, so it seems like, so they bring Perez back from the dead. Mm-hmm. Turns out it was, it, we were faking it, man, mm-hmm. for her safety. Totally wasn't that the actress didn't want to do another movie. And then we paid her to be in this one. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. They're just, it's just, Jigsaw, you at least had some respect for and all this stuff. He had conviction. I, Whether you agreed with him or not, it didn't right. matter. He believed what he was doing. Right. And this uh, Hoffman is just a stupid, greedy asshole that you don't... Why is he greedy? You don't... Well, he's he's greedy in the fact that, like, well, it's more... He kills everyone to show everyone up. I don't know. Greed, maybe greedy wasn't the rest, the best word there. Okay, but, I would... But he he is definitely he's sloppy and all this other stuff. So I the movie sucks. <laughs> but I have a I have a question. Yes. So okay, so this this one solves what was in the box. This yes. whole movie is about what's in the box. Yes. Uh so this was all Jigsaw's plan. Yes, that's when you were talking about about Hoffman. That's mm-hmm. what I was kept going to is like this is still jigsaw's plan though right so are these jigsaw's traps that's what i can't figure out because these don't make sense because jigsaw doesn't murder anyone he and doesn't... all of these were about murdering people so many of these people did nobody did anything except for the insurance guy right right well no that's not true like his his yuppies did something like the six people on the carousel yeah i mean they were they were guilty yeah they were okay yeah the lawyer was that went through like the steam thing, I guess. Right. But here's the problem that I have. They weren't getting tested. Like they didn't have yeah. to do anything. There, there was no test for them to overcome. They didn't have any chance. It was all on him. Right. To be able to do that. So that's the problem that I had with this movie is nothing even. All right, so the opening scene mm-hmm. in theory, according to Jigsaw's rules, both of them could live if they would have followed the rules. Like according to everything that was established up to this right. point, then every, automatically, every single one, every single one is live or die. Everyone has that same opportunity. Yes, they except just have to, for this movie. This movie, one hundred percent, one hundred percent across the board, violates that in every way. And that, and we're still supposed to think this is Jigsaw's thing because I, it's based off the trunk, right? Well, the the opening one probably wasn't. Why? Well, there's nothing in the trunk about it. Okay, that might be true. Um. So, there's that. But that, it's the insurance thing, so that would almost... I mean, it doesn't seem like Hoffman would have anything against the insurance people necessarily. No, it's he even says that John's work is coming to an end. Okay, so he's taking the reins. This is his show now. Right, because okay. he says, give me the envelopes. I'm taking over. And uh, so I want to go. Uh, let's go through tra- like the insurance trap by trap. So first trap is 
he is locked in this vice and another dude is locked in the same vice and the one who takes the most breaths loses but hold on is that this movie i thought the one where they were cutting pieces off themselves that's the first trap yes i was talking about for the insurance salesman okay i'm sorry good uh so they take these breaths yeah so they they but it's basically rigged because he is uh naturally he has good genes and he's in shape and the other guy is in his late 50s has heart disease and smokes but at least they could you could say that's his sin yes but he was still competing again it was only one can live Yes. Or they, like, they only one can live or they both die. Which you compare they, that. They can't be they both live. Which you compare that to Saw 5, right? So you had the five competitors. Mm-hmm. The whole point was all of them could live. Right. If they had stuck together and worked together, all of them would have lived very reasonably and only lost a little bit of blood. Yeah, they would have thing. each made a sacrifice. Gotten a small shock, lost a tiny bit of blood, things yep. like that. But in this one... That wasn't. There was no option. Somebody was no. dying during every every game. Right, and then the second one, which I I give them credit for because I thought it was really clever and well done. But again, he he had to choose. He literally had to murder someone and choose someone to live. Which one was this? Thus, he pulls the, yes. the pulley okay, thing. Yeah, yeah, and so it was clever because he had to make a choice or else they both would die. But they didn't necessarily do. But anything. they didn't do anything. And they weren't playing a game. Even if they did do something, they didn't play a game. Nope. They were at somebody else's mercy completely. Exactly. That doesn't that doesn't coincide with Jigsaw at all. Right. Okay. Keep going. You wanted to go through each each trap. Right. Was that the second? Maybe that was the third one. It doesn't anyway. matter. Keep going. Then there was the one with his lawyer. Yes, with the steam. Where the steam. he would take the sacrifice, he would take the steam away from her by yes. getting it on himself. Which is still makes Which was sense. really cool. That's, that's his game. That's his right. sacrifice. Which is really cool and clever. Except at the end, it turns out the key was inside of him. And she died. And he won anyway. So he could have just left her to die from the very beginning. And still, got and the key. still gotten the key. And she didn't get tested again at all. Exactly. There was nothing. If she, even if you just switched it so that she had the key inside her and had to cut it out. Yeah. And she couldn't do it and died. Yeah. Then he that's, made the sacrifice to burn yes. himself. He would have won and he could have moved forward. Right. And they both would have been tested at the same time. Yes. But, but instead, didn't happen. she's not getting tested at all. Not in the slightest. And then the last one was the absolute stupidest one. The six people on the merry-go-round, and he had to choose two of them to live and murder the rest. He didn't even have the option of saving the rest. It's not like you can lose a digit for every one that you want to save, and he right. could have saved all six. He has to, yeah, he has to kill four yes. and save two, best or else all six scenario. will die. Yeah, best case scenario is he saves. So no matter how you look, he did as good as he could. Like right. You could debate forever which right. two you should save. Jigsaw absolutely murdered those people. Right. Totally. Whoever set up the trap. Assuming this is Jigsaw's thing. Yeah. So. I did did appreciate the end, the look me in the eyes while you kill me thing. mm -hmm. I thought that that was a good moment. I want to give the movie credit. Like that, the the cleverness of the, the pulley trap and that, that writing. I want to give it where it was due. 
I enjoyed both of those things, mm-hmm. but overall, this is a bad movie. Um, I said it when we were watching it, but I still want to see like the resolution of that woman just standing there on that ledge, yeah, for like an hour and a half with a barbed wire noose around her neck. Yes, just in standing in the there, middle of nothing, just waiting, just like okay, I guess. I guess I stand here. Just waiting for Lopez to show up and, <laughs> and try to help her or something. Like, Perez? Yeah, that's what I said. Yep. Um, totally wasn't racist. <laughs> you just said another random Mexican name. The uh, uh, So at work, uh, I like helped a guy. Mm-hmm. And it was a Hispanic guy. And I asked him for his phone number. And his information popped up. Right. And I was like, Juan? And he looked at me and he was like, what? You call me Juan just because I'm Mexican? <laughs> and I was like, no, no, no. Look, look, it says Juan right there on the screen. I'm not racist. The computer's uh, racist. So, so so we looked and I had like typed in the wrong phone number. And it, oh was, just, my God. it was just a coincidence that it was Juan. So I was like, all right, what's your name? And he's like, Pedro or something else like stereotypically Hispanic name. That's but the we, best thing ever. But we both laughed about it like afterwards like because we were on the same page that he like accused me of being racist unnecessarily the but you weren't racist you were just a fucking idiot i well i doesn't I, know how to type a phone number I, i'm pretty sure there was a little bit of a language barrier there so like a three or a four sounded similar or something like that how do three and four sound similar you in any language <laughs> so anyway um the other another one that i had similar thing this very very masculine lesbian woman came up Mm -hmm. so i helped her out and she uh i took her information and her name popped up and not thinking in the slightest not thinking yeah her name popped up and i immediately just read it so it pops up and it says c-u-n-t-e and i said cunt (laughs) (laughs) and she's (laughs) she's she's like it's coot and snaps the paper away from me and walks away i was i just wanted to curl up and die Uh, that's the best i looked her right in the eye and i was like cunt what part of your brain i just read it no what part of your brain is like i'm about to say cunt this is a totally okay thing it to, was just like smith to man just stare a I woman in the think... eye and say cunt <laughs> she there's no way she has not gotten that before if her name no, is no but Coot, still and... <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> That's a real thing. I'm crying. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, Saw 6. Saw 6. Let's talk. Let's, okay, go ahead. Here's what were the credits that I was going to give it. When they started tying it, and they didn't do, like, so Saw 5 might have been the high point for me so far mm-hmm. based on how well they interwove it. Yeah, I think it might be my favorite so far. Saw 6 doesn't do any of that like it's just nonsensical killing up until the very end all we yeah we learn very little about characters uh amanda was there when when gideon was killed yes this is the moment that i here's where i was going this before i cut you off okay for the first hour and 20 minutes Mm -hmm. it's nonsensical killing then we get like 10 minutes 
of where it starts to interweave and I'm enjoying it. And then like five more minutes at the end of nonsensical killing. Right. Uh, and I enjoyed those 10 minutes where we were seeing that she was there when Gideon was, was killed. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're seeing, um, the note because they had established this like three movies ago. Yeah. Where, where Costas, uh, or Hoffman was putting the note mm-hmm. to Amanda. We had assumed before that it was from jigsaw. Right. Nah, it's from from Hoffman. Well, we saw him write it in the fourth one, I think. Okay. But we didn't know what was in it. Yes. So those were redeeming. Mm -hmm. I felt good about those. Um, And I thought those moments were great. That's about the biggest high point that I have. I want to point out that at the beginning of this movie, you said the words, this is a horror movie. I shouldn't have to be thinking this hard. And you just said that you would you, the 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 hour and twenty five minutes of census killing was your least favorite part. Yes, <laughs> and and here's how I'll justify that. Okay. So for the same reason, if you watch a movie, we watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space or Ernest. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you're getting goofiness, you're getting absurd kills, you're getting people acting dumb. Right. That's fine, because that's what you're giving the film. That's your suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. But if you're watching a Saw movie and then like all of a sudden somebody shoots like a popcorn gun and it chases people, you'd be pretty <laughs> pissed off, right? Because sure. that doesn't line up with the established um, suspension of disbelief that you're giving the film. Right. So the expectation going into this film is you're expecting something serious. Mm-hmm. You're expecting something that will make logical sense. And it's set in a world of reality. Yeah. The suspension of disbelief as we've established before you're giving is that things work out the way that they plan. Um, that's why I'm saying enjoy it. The same reason that both Ernest scared stupid and Schindler's list are both good movies. Mm-hmm. Not graded on the same scale, obviously. Okay. <laughs> 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 Spoiler, by the way, next week, Ernest Scared Stupid, Schindler's List, Double Bill. That sounds all right. Yeah. Um, th- so, something that's bothered me, I don't know if bothered is the right word, I notice about movies forever. Mm-hmm. Alcohol is for the lowliest low lowlifes ever, right. right? You'll see them drinking beer, just chugging drinks out of the whole bottle, mm-hmm. or super high-class individuals that drink at work constantly. Yeah. Is that a Mad real men. thing in real life? Like uh, you and I have never held a job that's like super white class, like white class, white collar upper. Wow. <laughs> Maybe you are racist. So we've never held those jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Does that happen like in real life where you're just like drink? Because if you were to switch that around and you've got a construction worker, that's just drinking bourbon in the middle of the workday, yeah. that's showing them as being a loser, whereas you show this insurance guy and he's high class because he's drinking in the middle of his workday. Right, because his bourbon costs 12 times more. It's it's He's better. Does, we that, don't judge does that happen in real life? I mean, I mean, I'm sure it does in both aspects, but... I remember at work uh, someone saying we should celebrate and then another person chiming up that he had a bottle of scotch in his drawer. So... I don't know. It happens. I work in an industry where a lot of companies have like beer Fridays. 
it's a thing. Yeah. Okay. So maybe it's uh, not around here because no one's cool around here. But yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm in too much of a corporate environment to see anything like that happen. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> kind of early on in the film, mm-hmm. there was a moment where like somebody threw out a name which didn't end up becoming important right but uh, we both ex- we both fully expected it to be what was her name don't know and i realized like i'm an idiot because i still was just like expecting this to be exposition like i didn't need to pay attention yeah but if i've learned anything throughout these films is i need to be paying attention every moment what i was thinking at the moment that i wasn't paying attention to that is i was thinking that i really prefer the cheesy puffs as opposed to the butter puff popcorn. Because I was eating butter puff cop popcorn I and I was wishing that they were the cheese puff popcorn. Yeah. That's what I was thinking at the moment that I thought that I'd miss like an integral part. The moment point. I was like, wait, what was the name that she just said? And you're like, oh, fuck, I should be listening. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. And then I way overcompensated and I was like paying attention to orderlies in the background. Like that guy's going to become important. And yeah, he was never were... to be seen again. So, okay. In the third one. Uh, we talked about Hoffman, like the camera focusing in on him in weird moments. Yep. Uh, in five, uh, it was the reporter lady. You're skipping rigs in like three, maybe. It's rig. We keep saying rigs, which is Mel Gibson and Lethal Weapon. It's rig. Uh, so he w- rig was the protagonist. I don't think they ever really focused on him. No, he they, was just in the background in three, and I was like, "Oh, here's a new protagonist," but and he wasn't. But enough that it drew our attention. They, they, they planted those seeds at least, right? Right. Um, and then they they did the same thing with the reporter lady. There was nobody that there was nobody that they really honed in on in this movie, other than that name that we have forgotten. It was a woman's name, and I don't remember because I said in my brain this name and then Harold Abbott. Need to remember those two names, and then I remember didn't remember the first one. Why did I write wrong about husband at the end? Wrong about husband. Oh, because you thought because they were leading to the fact that. Oh uh, yeah, they did that pretty clever. I thought, yeah. unless you saw that coming for. Forever. He said your family's over here, and then you thought that that was the the wife and yep. kid, and turned out his family was the reporter lady. Yeah, I thought that was clever. Sister. Can we talk about uh, how stupid the cops are in this movie? So, Erickson and Perez. Did they know about Hoffman the whole time? That's what they were kind of alluding to. Right. Like they were very suspicious and they s- set him up with a trap. Yeah. To get killed. Like, that wasn't. That's not how. S- so, they were. They must w- work, right? Right. So. They they seem to suspect him. At one point, say out loud that maybe Strom was pointing the finger at him, as to to kind of throw them off. Uh, and then at several points, just say it's, they suspect him, and then they talk about analyzing the voice, and then Erickson gets a phone call. Which, by the way, he didn't have his Bluetooth in at all this movie. I was a little disappointed in that. No, that was a character trait that just disappeared. Just disappeared. So, like, when he physically answered the phone and put it to his ear, it was jarring. Uh, so then the lab calls, apparently to say that they had finished analyzing the voice. Or they and then they get there and they hadn't even started analyzing it. No, they went from completely like the original audio to we've got it and it's Hoffman 
right. in like the three minutes that we were there at the scene. But it seemed like Erickson and Perez knew it was going to be him. Yes, they did. But they were still like, oh yeah, you can have that hot coffee. Let me stand next to you. Let me not have my gun very close to me. And they went to a, the sound audio analysis building in which only one 80-pound woman works yeah. at 10 p.m. at night. And it's like some abandoned building. Yes. That <laughs> yeah. This was definitely the worst Saw movie so far. Definitely 100%. Um, and then the end, uh, Jill... Like we called, we both called at the beginning that, that, so she gave him five envelopes, which by the way, only four people, insurance guy, reporter lady, mother and kid, only four people there. So maybe there's a fifth envelope outstanding. Just chew on that. Uh, the, we both called it the sixth envelope would, would be Hoffman mm-hmm. and it was and we also rewatched the beginning of four which told us nothing and then we rewatched the beginning well, of four in it, this movie also it told us you're going to get tested yeah which is exactly what happened yeah but he didn't get tested but it was important because hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. it was important because it was in this movie again but he didn't get tested so that's the other problem that i have i forgot about this yeah there was no test. hoffman didn't have a test hoffman was set up by jigsaw's wife just to die yeah he didn't have an out. No, he didn't have an out. So I mean, he, he found his own with, out. He came up with one. Right. But he didn't have any game. He was just set up to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I don't. I wish he would have. Because <laughs> I don't. I, he's just die already. The You're a terrible character. Um, Please die. Now I know why you like these movies. You just want people to die. And then it's satisfying when they do. Are you telling me that? Yes. Did I say that I really like these? Like, I feel like I have a no, better appreciation. No, horror in general. Oh, okay. I follow. Because um, you're like, that guy in the wheelchair needs to die. And then I was like, oh, he died. And you're like, yeah, he died. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. <laughs> um, I will say, so we talked about the box and the letters. Mm-hmm. Or the numbers, I'm sorry. Letters, numbers. I missed that episode of Sesame Street. Jigsaw definitely has flair right oh yeah because if i were to leave like notes like that it would be like in a plastic tote (laughs) or like a cheese it box or something like that and he has like this wooden crate Mm -hmm. lined with red felt and stuff uh he he was a planner nice keys nice fancy keys like look alike exactly mine would okay thinking back now again did we ever figure out what those keys from Saw 4 was, were? No. Okay, maybe those will come I don't know where they again. came from. Because Perez got one magically from the Billy doll. And someone else had another one. Amanda? No, Amanda had the one that that was the Wonder Police that. Okay. So I don't know what the Perez key ever led to. Maybe it's... Maybe it, maybe it happened. I don't remember. So we're getting ready to go into Saw 7 and 8. Who do we still have alive? Hoffman's alive. Hoffman, Jill, uh, reporter lady. Reporter lady. The the wife and the, kid. The wife and kid. I don't per- know if they're important. Perez is alive, right? Per- no. He stabbed her and then burned her. Oh, he did stab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Erickson. Um, we got the orderlies. 
Uh, yeah, those really important orderlies. <laughs> We have the orderlies. I mean, basically, I rem- it's I remember the a secretary, secretary lady, and the two. I remember dog a pen people. Spoiler from seven that I'm not going to say. That's good. Um, thanks for bringing that up. You're welcome. <laughs> they, you'll find that out <laughs> next week, I guess. Yay. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I. I'm nervous about seven at this point. Um, because you remember or because you don't remember? No, just because, just based solely off of six. Like, was, the decline from six, five to six was pretty substantial. It was really dog shit. What about the security guard? So, the way he captured the insurance agent guy is the security guard uh, snuck in and then he shot him. Yeah. But he was wearing a vest, so he was in on it. Who was in on it? The security guard. Why was he? He's. That's what he said. Like he was like, "Oh, you're wearing a vest," and then stabbed, and he woke up in the trap. So the security guard was in on it. Why was the security guard in on it? I don't know. No. Why do you think he was in on it? I didn't. He was wearing a vest. What do you mean a vest? A bulletproof vest. So why would that make him in on it? Because that means he was part of the plan. A security guard is not going to wear a bulletproof vest. His sec- it said security on it. Yeah. Okay, so in your... He was wearing a bulletproof vest under his thing. I don't think... What? He says the line, you're going to be okay, you're going to be okay. Wait, are you wearing a vest? Stab. Who stabbed him? Hoffman? Pig mask, so I'm assuming Hoffman. I think Stabbed I was, him with a syringe. I think I was thinking about puffs at that time. <laughs> I am 98% sure what I just described happened. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I thought he died because insurance guy shot him. No, 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 no. Not insurance guy. Uh, insurance guy shot the security guard. Yeah. And I thought that's what killed him. And then Hoffman in the pig mask ran up and abducted insurance guy no he like turns him over and he's like you're gonna be okay you're gonna be okay uh i'll get help and then he like goes let me see he like digs around and he goes are you wearing a vest and then i am 98.5 percent sure that's so the two options that we have here are either that you completely made that up yes or i was fixated on food so (laughs) I think we're probably going to run with the fact that I was fixated on something else. I mean, it's 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 the the more logical choice. There, there's a precedent. For playing statistically, there's a just precedent. a statistics game, that's definitely the answer. All right. Well, you got any any uh, predictions for 7? Uh, like this is this is the end of the run, right? I mean, we saw it we've got saw it coming in. Yeah. But I thought this was like supposedly the end of the run. Yeah, it's, so. it definitely was for a few years. So I imagine this is more like a reboot that we're going to be seeing here soon. I don't know. Uh, but Saw 7, in theory, is kind of, if we were to call this like the original run. So hopefully you, hopefully what, we get a coherent ending. What are your predictions? Hopefully we get a coherent ending. That's not a prediction. Uh. That's a hope. <laughs> what? Uh, you, just, said, you said you've been a step ahead the whole time. Give us no. I, I was in five when it was clever and good. Six, there was nothing to be a step ahead of. On give us a couple. I, the, give us a couple ideas envelope. here. Impress us. Uh, I, 
I have this weird feeling that somehow Jigsaw is going to be alive, even though he definitely wasn't. I feel like that's something they would pull at the given the quality of six. I feel like that's something they would pull mm-hmm. just to be like, haha, he's alive, credits. Something dumb like that. Um, I'm going to assume that Jill's going to be the protagonist, or not the protagonist, but the the jigsaw for this one. Yeah, I, you can't even say antagonist and protagonist. Like, yeah. I don't know what they are. It's just side character. I don't know. I mean, is really? There, is there a word for, like, side protagonist? Concurrent protagonist? I don't know. Yeah, uh, I just smacked too. You smacked, and then you made me smack. <laughs> and then I talked about it, which I yelled at you about yeah. doing. So that's good. Now yeah. I see why it happens. <laughs> anyway, any other big predictions? Give me one more to go out on. The return of Carrie Elwes. <laughs>